Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, we're back this week, but this is not actually my show that I'm running today because neighbor Becky is here and she announced to me that she is actually taking over the podcast. And if you know even a little bit about Becky, you don't really fight this stuff. So I'm going to pass it over to her and we'll see what happens. I'm so sorry for how this goes. I honestly don't know. This is for all the people who have ever wondered the weird. (laughs) If you've heard Sarah in other podcasts and interviews, you know the general questions she is going to get. Yeah. Today, it's time for hard-hitting questions. Will they ruin her reputation forever? Who knows? (laughs) Are you ready for your first general question? Yeah, I haven't even looked at your notebook, which is shocking because it's been like sitting open for so long. And I've been taunting you with it. I know, I won't read it. I need to to have live reactions to this stuff. Okay, Hard-hitting question number one. Okay. Favorite Spice Girl? Ginger. I actually have her Barbie in the basement. You have her Barbie? I have her Barbie. It's a little banged up, but it's still in the box. Like Ginger Spice, I think I just loved that she was this like breakaway person. Like she was kind of the rebel of the group. She ended up leaving first and she came back and she was like, it's raining men. And I was, I just love, as heartbroken as I was when she left, I was so fascinated by somebody who was that bold. And back then you have to remember, she was considered like curvy and I was I know, a bigger which is girl. wild. It's wild. She was not. She was probably a size four, maybe probably. four and a half. Curvy. And, but back then having even that level of curve was very inspiring to a girl who was, you know, the larger one of all of her friends. So I really took to Jerry. I really loved her confidence and I loved the way that she just was like, unabashedly herself. And she kept that all the way through into like, yeah, I'm leaving this highly successful group because it's not serving me anymore. And I'm going to go do other stuff. Mine was Scary Spice. I just really liked leopard print, but (sighs) I never had the courage to wear it. I adore her though. It was really nice seeing, what show was she back on? America's Got Talent. Yeah. I still, I adore her. Her energy is the best. It really is. Next question. Is there any scent from high school that now makes you cringe? Can you think back to a scent that now when you think of it, you just cannot. CK1. That was going to be my answer. And it's not anything against that it's scent. It's nothing it's against that it. every single human was wearing it and yep. it permeated the halls of the high yes. school. That and Axe Body Spray. Axe Body Spray for sure. Axe I cannot. Body Spray. There, there was like a, a moment in time where the body shop had this vanilla scent that I really, I love a vanilla. I had You that. know I love a vanilla. But my... Ex-boyfriend in high school. Sorry for listening. We're friends now, so it's fine. But he bought me a present for my birthday and I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like he actually, gifts are my love language. Not because I like the stuff and the things, but because I, I love thinking through the idea of somebody going and putting together something and buying me a gift. And so I was so excited about that. And then he just told me that his mom bought it for him at the mall to oh, give me. Oh no. So People always shit on gift giving for the love languages. It's not that people just want a bunch of stuff. It's that 
someone has given you something that showed that you are thinking of them and the thought that went into it and it really applies to them. People think like, oh, you just want a handbag. That's not the essence of gift giving, even though Sarah might like a handbag, just putting it out there. I might. And like, I get a lot of stuff. I mean, that's a part of my job. And I, you know, have to, a lot of things to review and and, peer, and small brands that I want to support. And that comes by like receiving things. And so I would say that maybe like Christmas time used to be like an essential. Like these are the only things I get this year. This is all my home decor. This is all my clothes to wear. It was an essential time and I don't live in that time anymore, but it's these little subtle moments where it really isn't about the stuff. But like, for instance, Shane got me a bracelet, a crystal bracelet for our anniversary. And the fact that I opened it up and he had thought through something that I genuinely would love and that, or just the one time he bought me flowers, it was not for an occasion. It was like on a Thursday for no reason. It had this really adorable card that made me laugh. And I was like, it was just that he thought of it. It was the moment of thinking about it. Or when somebody's out and they're like, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. That's where I'm like, you think of me when you're not with me? Like that feels special. It it has never been about the thing. Like flowers die. And I never used to like flowers. But there's moments like that where I'm like, oh, this feels so special. And there's almost an intimacy about it, right? Which is why when I'm out and I see something or I think of somebody and I see something, even if it's like they're across the country and I'll send them a picture of it and I'm like, oh, I saw this and thought of you because I understand that the gift giving isn't always about giving itself. It's like, I'm thinking of you. And I will toot your own horn because I feel like you will not. You don't hoard trinkets like you're a dragon protecting a lair. I've seen how much you give if you have an abundance of something, if there's, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. You are giving as well. Like I constantly right. see you doing that. You're not just I do love hoarding gift things. If somebody's love language is not gift giving, I'm kind of screwed. Cause I also like, I'm a little selfish in the sense that I just assume that other people's love language is my love language. And that's how I love people. So I've had to learn that people are very different in the way that they love or that they receive love. And I have to be better about figuring that out. Like Shane's is not gifts at all. His is like time and physical touch, I would say. Scott's is words of affirmation, which is not mine. Like Scott could pat me on the butt and I would be fine for the day. Scott very much needs words of affirmation, just telling him that he is a lovely husband. Yeah. And everyone's different. And even if it's not yours, you have to kind of adjust to it. Even You do have to adjust. But yeah, I I like working uh, just to kind of finish that. Um, Mamas for Mamas, if they could get connected with one in your area, there are several of them. It's basically like an off the system system running where it's like, there's so many people who are on government support and it's failing them. It's, there's so many gaps in it, like Christmas presents. Yeah. There's so many different programs that exist and there's amazing ones that exist, but Mamas for Mamas, I love because I can just, I can give them candles that like, I have too many candles yeah. or I have three of the same scent and I only needed one. Which is not a necessity, It's not but a necessity, it can make someone it, feel good. People need to be able to people who are in situations where they need help still deserve the luxuries of little things and like the subtle things that find you find joy in, whether it's a chocolate bar or, you know, helping them get gifts for their kids, knowing that that's a huge part of where joy can come from sometimes is in the part of giving. It's like, if we just became more cyclical with how we operated through this world. Like, yes, I understand. I get a lot of stuff right now, but I also was a single mom three years ago who had to figure out how to manage getting a gift for my kids and had to figure out a group gift that would work for everybody. And I mean, it was really stressful. I was like, how do, I don't want my kids to feel like have nots. And at the same time, I don't have much more to give of myself. I literally have enough to pay our bill this month. And I don't have anything more like at the very end of like that season is when I started to go in the red. And that was the first time in my life. And I know a lot of people live in the red. I don't mean to act like that, but I just, it was my first time with a bank account. I was 30. It was my first time with like my own bank account since I was a teenager. So I didn't even understand money. It was scary. Every single paycheck was scary. So I will never forget that feeling of like, where's the stuff going to come from? And knowing how close I was to that line of needing a, a different type of support and knowing that communities exist to help each other where it's not charity. It's just like, becoming a cycle. Like I'm done with my baby rocker. So I would like that to go to a mom who is about to need one. And it's an abundance theory of if we all did what we were supposed to do, there would be enough for everyone. Like Elon Musk, I'm looking at you. But (laughs) that theory is that there's an abundance theory is that there is enough for everyone. We're just not doing it right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I try and do my best with that. So I love gifts because it actually helps me be a gifter. (laughs) I get both the warm fuzzies. Yesterday, I was Googling how long should sex last? What are people's preferences? And what it came down to was on average about 10 minutes. So when we're talking about sexual wellness, are we honestly going for 10 minutes? Because I think it's so much more than that. This is why I personally love Dipsy. It can be part of your nightly ritual. From tie me up to tuck me in, Dipsy Stories is here to close the loop on your bedtime routine or help you create an exciting new one. But what exactly is Dipsy Stories? Well, it's an app full of sexy audio stories and they even have brand new written stories if you're looking for a different way to wind down. No matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring stories to life anytime, anywhere. Close your eyes and get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way. There are hundreds of stories to choose from and they release new content every week. So there's always more to explore. You're never going to get bored. And they also have wellness sessions to help you wind down and explore and sleep sessions to help you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash papaya. One more time for you all, because I so want this for you, dipsystories.com slash papaya. Let's get back to today's show. What's up, well-beings? I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and this is The Heal Podcast. Every Thursday, I interview the leading experts in health and healing, as well as real people with extraordinary healing stories. Whether you want to heal a physical diagnosis, a mental health issue, a past trauma, or heal our planet, the Heal Podcast is for you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answers you've been searching for. You can follow us on Instagram at at HealDocumentary and at Kelly Gores, and catch episode clips on Heal Documentary's YouTube channel. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday anywhere podcasts are found. Okay, who is your celebrity hall pass? You can only pick one. Don't try to come at me with a list. You have to pick one. Mine is Winston Duke. I'm going to have to go with the one who's had my heart for a little while now. You know what? (sighs) You have to pick one. I don't want to hear it. Adam Driver. I was going to say Stephen Colbert, but then I was like, no, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is an excellent choice. I don't know if anyone has seen the meme where they measure Adam Driver's hand against like a regular (gasps) size bottle. Oh, It's way bigger it was a TikTok. It was a woman who yes. obsessively figured out based on the size of his hand around a can. She drew it out and figured out to how scale. big his hand was yeah. to see how it would look against her. It was, <laughs> it was massive. Abnormally large. Yeah. I have this like weird thing. I like to fantasize scenarios. And when I went to New York the last time, I was only there for a day. And I was like, what happened? Like, maybe I will. And I think I said something in my Instagram stories. I was like, what if I like run into him? But I actually was thinking that. I actually was like, I need to be prepared at all times while I'm in New York City that I might see Adam Driver and I might catch eyes with him and we might share a moment. And, and I, Shane, if you're listening to this, who could fine. falter? Who he could falter have Natalie for Portman. We both love a Star Wars. A Star Wars theme. Oh, why everyone with the Natalie Portman though? Mm, that's not who would I pick if it was. Who's your, oh, you already said yours, Winston Duke. Oh, that's a good one. He is a feminist. He could pick me up. Yeah. He's large. Not that you have to be large, but I'm just saying he's a feminist and as tall as a tree. My only thing with Adam Driver that freaks me out is he has a hard body and you know I don't like that. But I just like his energy. I he, He would be my like, okay, I would do a hard body for his energy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, this is a really smooth transition. Favorite dinosaur. I like the I like the one with the long neck. They feel really gentle. Brontosaurus. This is like an unknown fact about me, but known to my family, that any movie where animals and humans come together for a common cause, I am a fucking mess. Like I a free will- willy type scenario? No, because that's not that's still people helping animals. Okay. We're talking like Tarzan, the new Tarzan, when the animals suddenly all making force a true together. team. The new the jungle book in general. 
they, they where they're, you know, part of one. They are one together for a common cause, taking down a greater evil. When things like that happen, I am like, my whole body goes into chills. Like it's my favorite thing to happen in a movie. Okay. Like Water for Elephants, when she, he trampled the guy that abused, when the elephant tramples. You, you know, I can't watch that. It's too sad. I can't watch anything sad. I can't Okay, well, both her and the elephant were abused by the same man and he tramples the man because oh. they both had shared the same abuse. Comic for that elephant. It was great. Okay, this one is a hard hitter as well. You can keep only one. Holiday rom-coms. <gasps> Ices. <gasps> the color pink. You can only pick one. Color pink. You're keeping the color pink? Yeah, because it's everywhere. That tracks. It's everywhere. It's it would take phone. a it's lot carpet. of joy it's- out of people's life if you just took away the color pink. <sighs> but holiday rom-coms would be the next one. Ices, as much as I love an icy, they were very much a pregnancy craving. Not a craving. They were a necessity. It was the only way I could get calories in most days. So they were a refreshing thing. But when I have one now, it just goes back to the same, oh, they're really nice to have like once a year. Also, I was on them like once a week when I was pregnant. Can I just say you're also very wrong. Ices are trash. And I will stand by that. Coke slushies from 7-Eleven. It's a different drink. Are superior. It's like saying milkshakes to orange juice. Ices are like chemical air. No, it's like a cloud. It's carbon. Air. It's literally so light. What is a cloud? Water, water particles? <laughs> We're very clever what people. Next question. <laughs> Did you ever have an imaginary friend? No, but I really wanted one. I, never so I used one to either. pretend to try. I used to pretend like I had an imaginary friend just because <laughs> you just wanted to fit in with all the imaginary friend crowd. I do wonder if anybody really has imaginary friends. I have a friend, and I wonder if this is part of it. She lived out in the country. And so she didn't have a lot of other kids around. She was an only child. And she had an imaginary friend who did everything with her. They would go around the fields, like check on the hay bales. So I wonder if it is a city versus country or you don't have a lot of other kids around. I had a lot of kids around. That's fair. I grew up with my mom running a daycare. So I always had kids around. But I, my friends would sometimes have like names for their imaginary friends. And I was like, oh, that just sounds so cool. So I used to try and have one. Yeah, I didn't have one either. I used to fake the fake. Okay, if you had to survive a zombie apocalypse. I would never. How are you surviving? Okay, same. I would lay down and just let the zombies take me. I think that I would try and see, here's the- I could see you 100% trying to find a common goal with the zombies and just (laughs) get them on our side. I do think that I would probably stay alive as long as I could to protect my children. I think you would shock yourself at how well you would do. You're not giving yourself enough credit. But if it was just a me scenario, I would find some sort of a non-harming that I wouldn't feel pain gas that I could inhale to just pass away. Fair, because for me, the minute tampons run out and the minute painkillers run out, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this life. Even if I have my kids, see you later, buddies. <laughs> but I do think that I would stay alive in the protective mode and understand that my role would be to die in order for them to continue. Like That's if I'm sad, thinking of us running down a path and there's things, if I could do something to get them to keep going, because Shane's going to be the one that would survive them all. Scott would survive too. Gemma he would has be a plan. The, Gemma would be the next after me, for sure. Like, let's not even consider Lemmy because she'll probably be strapped on Shane. She'll but become like, a zombie baby. Yeah, she'll be a zombie baby. I, I just, I think that Bo would have some skills there. I think Maya's watched enough like shows. I think Gemma would be like, oh my God, no. And then like die. Yeah, she would insult the zombies to their she face. Would, she'd probably be like, oh my God, is there eye falling out of we your face? We should fit? ask Shane and Scott because Scott has a well thought out plan and it involves traveling to his parents' property and setting up camp. The He's only time I've out. heard them almost have an argument yeah. was when they were talking about the end of the world and how yeah. to survive. And it was- Intense. They have like we literally very were like, do we need ideas. to do we need to separate you two? It was an intense conversation. That's actually true. That's the one time they've come close to arguing. Yeah. Listen, we have completely shifted the way we work and learn, but sometimes it feels like the world is changing faster than we can keep up with. Right now, with school back in session, work starting to ramp up, it can feel really hard. I'm feeling burnt out. It can feel like a little bit of a struggle as we're adjusting. Talkspace Online Therapy can help you manage stress, process significant life changes, and more, so you feel less overwhelmed and more in control. I love Talkspace because it can be really easy to be matched with a licensed therapist or schedule a session. Sometimes I think the hardest step is just the first step of admitting you want help. And then it gets really confusing. How do you bridge the gap between wanting someone to talk to and finding that person? Talkspace bridges that gap. 
And Talkspace is ready to help you start feeling better with a single message. Set goals with your Talkspace therapist and develop techniques to cope in difficult times. Talkspace offers individual therapy, couples therapy, and medication prescription services. Talkspace is the number one online therapy platform. There are thousands of licensed therapists available for you to match with across dozens of specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. And Talkspace works around your schedule at your convenience with live video sessions and unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist. If you need a little support to help you get through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with promo code PAPAYA. That's $100 off when you use code PAPAYA at Talkspace.com. I don't know if you all remember this or were there for when it happened, but a few years ago, I accidentally deleted my Instagram account and with it went all of my photos and memories. It was actually the thing I was most devastated about. I couldn't believe that I was putting so many of my family memories and life moments into technology that could be lost, deleted in just a moment. This is why I've gotten really into print again. And with Artifact Uprising, they make premium photo books, framed photos, and even gifts to tell the stories that you care the most about. Artifact Uprising is known for their elevated design and thoughtfully sourced materials and curated customization. Making a beautiful photo album has never been simpler. Whether these moments are big or small, you can relive the joy in print. I'm personally a huge fan of the Lay Flat photo album. I'm building one right now for my daughter. I chose this beautiful book in a blush color with a foil on the front that I can customize with her initials in gold. It is absolutely beautiful and their quality is amazing. When it comes to the holiday season, I have to repeat again, I think this is one of the best gifts. Whether it's just a fun night out with your girlfriends you want to remember forever or, you know, all the grandkids' photos to give to your parents. Artifact Uprising is dedicated to honoring the meaningful in your life. So this holiday season, they're giving Papaya listeners 15% off holiday photo gifts they'll enjoy year-round with promo code PAPAYA. Go to artifactuprising.com slash papaya to purchase. And let me tell you, my own mother just messaged me yesterday and said, all I want is photos. That's all I want this year for the holidays. So with this coupon, I hope you all can treat whoever it is that's also asking you for only photos in your life. Okay. What feels worse, a sweaty ass or sweaty tits? Sweaty ass. I think so too, because it's harder to adjust to. You can't just stick your hand in there. Well, a boob only has an under... An ass has like a hole inside. There's there's so many more. There's so much more folds. Plus, I feel like you could like put your hand in your sweaty boobs and it's not going to come out smelly. If you Mm. put your hand in there, I don't know why you would, but it would not come out smelling great. I also recently saw this TikTok of this girl who wore a thong one day and it irritated and caused an abscess where they had to like squeeze out the pus out. Like she almost went septic. Did you watch it? Because you enjoy it. Things being no, popped. I didn't. She didn't have that. But like, she was like, they had to squeeze out my ass crack of this abscess. And I thought that like thinking about that now, that would never happen under your tits. I just don't feel. Yeah. Maybe it could. I don't know. But this story is too there. So to me, the swampiness just adds to the fact that I might one day have an ass crack infection. What is a childhood dream of yours that you are glad didn't pan out? If any. A childhood dream of mine that I'm glad didn't pan out. I had very simple dreams as a kid. Well, there was like two different streams of them. There was one I thought that was going to be some sort of like a, I was going to be on stage as like an actress or a singer, which is funny because the stage that I'm on now didn't exist back then. So that kind of worked out. The other ones were very much like I wanted to be like a receptionist. I wanted to be a cashier. And I was both of those things by 19. So I very much like did the dreams that I had. I guess mostly it comes to love life. Like I think it comes down to really thinking that I was going to marry certain people or, you know, those fantasy The idea of what a perfect marriage and perfect life looked like to you. Yeah. But I also was like the kind of person that was like, oh, playing house does look fun. Yeah. I'll get married at 19 and have babies by the time I'm 20, like have all three by the time I'm 25. I can say this now because I feel like I managed and I did a good job with it, but I definitely just romanticized the idea of all of it. And I was like, this just looks really fun. So when I go back and I'm like, what are those dreams that I'm glad didn't work out? 
I mean, the one thing I can even cling to because I truly did everything else, I think, is that I really wanted a Dalmatian tattoo on my big toe. And my parents were like, wait until you're 16. We're not getting it until then. And then when I was 16, I was like over, I used to be- Why a Dalmatian? I was obsessed with 101 Dalmatians. It was my favorite movie. My parents actually painted my entire bedroom white with Dalmatian polka dots. I never learned this about you. I had that a Dalmatian phone. Me. I had Dalmatian everything. And so, I, but I grew out of it when I was like 12, but I thought I would never grow out of it. So I was like, I swear I'll love it forever. I just want like a small Dalmatian tattoo on my toe. I would love you 10% more if you had a Dalmatian on your toe. It would probably be like a blurred dot by now. It would though. be a blob for sure. Going back to your singing voice though, Sarah is a really good singer and she doesn't sing a lot. Because so. I have stage fright for that, only that. And I'm not lying about it because I know I can speak I know on stage, not. but like I genuinely get a shake to my voice if I'm doing that. And it's one of those things where if we're going to go back to what you and I talked about on, on the podcast last week is a lot about like ambitions and whatnot. And, and a lot of people have talked about how your hobby does not have to be your career. And part of me is just really happy that I love having a singing voice. I love to sing and I love to do it in my car and in the shower and with people around me that I love or maybe out out with friends, but it hasn't been taken from me into some sort of a career. Although I actually think a lot of people have been asking for this. I actually think I would do a lullaby album because you it feels need different. To do that. It feels different. It's for kids. I think it's, it's for you, kids. There's it's like not less like, judgment attached. hundred percent. And because like kids songs are so sweet and cute and I don't know, that's just like the one thing I think I could do. Is you could put do out anything. Don't album. negate the power of your voice, please. <laughs> okay. A lot of people actually wanted to know this. I know the answer, but do you find it annoying when people stop you to say hello? No, I love it. Even when you're with your kids? With yeah, 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 yeah. No, it doesn't. I think I, not that it's annoying when you don't. But I think what's hard is that people put you on this platform that you are somehow on a different level. They think or you would person. never want to speak to them. Yeah, or like that whole idea that them like witnessing makes it like me detached from them. And I like the idea of I'm just sharing my life with you, intentionally with you. Like I'm actually doing this on purpose. And I did this because I was lonely at home and watching other women share their lives. And I was like, I want to do this too. So I have been through the experience of seeing people I follow and meeting them in real life. I've had the moments of being let down. I've had the moments of being too scared to go up to somebody. And I just really want people to remember that. And maybe there's like this weird thing. I think it's because I have teenagers, if I'm going to be honest, but I genuinely don't feel different. Like I don't feel different from where maybe I have like slightly more awareness around me, but I don't feel different than I did five, 10 years ago. So for me, it's just like, as it would talking to anybody in the store. I like that. I I would strike up a conversation with a stranger any day. And I think if people want that moment, you want that for them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing, if I'm going to say it though, is like people are often, they just, they'll have their phone in their hand and you know, they just want to ask for a picture, but they're not asking it. And then I'm like, do you want a picture? Like, and it's okay and, if you just but want then a picture. I feel weird. Like, do you, it's like, do you want my autograph? Yeah. Like I feel a little weird. So I just wish people would be like, oh my gosh, it is such an honor to meet you. Could we grab a picture together? Or like, not that I should say they say it's an honor to meet me, but like, it's so great to meet you it in real life. Do you want to take a picture me. together? Yeah. That would be exciting. I think it's sweet. It's okay exciting. It's okay to ask. And I realize that's not everybody's answer, but that's 100% mine. Okay, I have to tell you this story because the other day I was just craving cheese pizza. Now, I'll be honest, I kind of have a dairy intolerance, so that doesn't normally go very well for me. And this was not an exception. I immediately felt sick, bloated, and incredibly uncomfortable. A lot of times when we hear conversations about bloat, it focuses on what it looks like. And I'm telling you, unless you've been really bloated, you don't understand how uncomfortable it is. But I'm pretty sure we all know it because we've all been there. Immediately that night, after starting feeling this discomfort, I took Array bloat capsules. They're something that I relied on for years, but typically it was something that came up when I was traveling or out of my normal routine. This time it was because of cheese pizza. Array was created to help women feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural, filler-free, organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. Array's products work in under an hour, so you can actually feel the results. 
I was blown away. I was like immediately to my husband, like, I cannot believe how well this worked on this much discomfort. They solve the annoying problems that we talk to our girlfriends about, or in my case, husband. The blow capsules are versatile because they can be taken at any time. Whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier like pizza or pasta, it optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes, and it's completely laxative-free, so you're not going to be running to the bathroom. Array worked with an eating disorder specialist to formulate their products and were very intentional about creating products that would give people relief from digestive issues without the possibility of them being used for weight loss purposes. They're an extremely body positive brand and believe that every size and shape is beautiful, but that no one should feel any discomfort after meals like I did the other day. The blow capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can enjoy the foods you love without that discomfort, gas, or bloating afterwards. And yes, of course, it works on men too. Go to array.com and use code papaya at checkout for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off your first month on subscription. That's array.com. I'm going to spell it out for you. A-R-R-A-E.com and use code papaya at checkout. That's 10% off for a one-time purchase or 25% off your first month on subscription. These have been, like I said, something that I have made sure are always with me by traveling, but recently really came in handy. And I hope this works for you as well. Let's get back to today's show. Okay. And then the other answer kind of tied in, are you more wary of making new friends now that you, your Instagram has grown? I'm very good at keeping my tight circle pretty tight. Like I genuinely don't have a lot of extra time and I've got some really good people in place and we do a lot of stuff as a family. So when I think about that kind of thing, I'm not weary though. I'm too trusting a person. I really do believe the best in people until I'm proven wrong. Right. So I don't, I haven't lost trust there at all, but genuinely I, it really is a natural evolution into meeting people. But there is that part of me that every once in a while I'll meet somebody and then all of a sudden, like a favor is asked or or something. And I'm like, are you friends with me because of this? Or are you genuinely interested in who I am as a person? Which I guess is who I am. But then if you are my friend, I want you to ask me for favors. I want you to say like, oh, like I have this new thing that I want to share with you. And I will genuinely love, like I'm so honored to be a part of that stuff. But I guess there is just that, there's that idea that like once something becomes expectation, you kind of lose the joy in it. And I would never want any relationship I'm in on either side to have any forms of like expectations in terms of like performance there. So for me, if people are genuinely showing up in my life and we're just there for each other, then obviously I'm going to be like overwhelmingly excited to support work or do whatever. And I like same back, but like, I don't, if it became expectation or that I'm less of a friend for not doing those things, or even just like being out with friends when they genuinely, like you just don't even pick up your phone. I've realized that like, some people are like, they just want the shot. They just want the picture of this, want that moment. Yeah. And there are going to be those people that will want that type of friendship with you. My closest friends, it, we almost are always like, dang it, we forgot to get pictures. We should have taken a picture together, but we're so immersed in this scenario. And I think that's what is a great friendship. People that, you know, you're are good with you if you want to take a picture together, but also great if we have our phones down and we just talk the whole time. It doesn't make or break the evening. Yeah. I'm going to move on to the hardest question of your life. <gasps> Someone just came up with this. It wasn't me, even though I would like to take credit. Okay. You have to pick one. Front row at a Britney concert, and then you get to sit down and chat with her after. Oh. Not, a, not a meet and greet. Just like sit down and chat, shoot the shit, just talk to Britney. I feel Brittany. like this is a crime podcast, and I'm just the gasping person on the side. Okay. Or okay. you can guest star on an episode of Friends, any episode you want. It can be any episode you want or a new episode. You have to pick one. I have to pick Britney. Yeah. That might come as a shock to people. I realized that the Friends episode would be very beneficial for me. It would be one of those things that I would get to carry forever. People would know me for it. I would get to like show that. But Brittany, I have as like such a cherished place. Actually, so does Friends. They really are both. This is a really hard question. This is the hardest question of my life. I think so. But there's something about meeting her. And I've heard so many people talk about what it's like to meet her. And apparently she just exudes joy. And I am not saying anything negative about the Friends cast whatsoever, yeah, but sure. I don't think I could guarantee that same scenario that I feel like I would have meeting Brittany. 
I feel like meeting her would be genuinely a beautiful moment. And I would be really excited to be to meet her and just have that moment. But I feel like on the friends, it would probably be high stress, a lot of like a different type of energy. Pressure to perform. Yeah, a lot of pressure, but like a really cool outcome. But I don't know that the memories that I would hold to it would be the same as meeting Brittany. Okay, to segue into friends then, list in order the friends' characters that you would want to hang out with. Not necessarily that you like the most, but Mm. the friends' characters that you would want to hang out with. Rachel off the bat, because she likes doing a lot of things I like to do. She's all about, you know, a good cup of coffee and shopping, which is just, to be honest, how I, like when my mom and I would hang out, that was like our favorite things to do together. We go on vacations. It was all about like plotting those things. Then I'm going to segue into Joey because he loves food. And I think he'd be so fun to go out because he would always order like the whole menu. And And he would would make you feel so good. 100%. And then I would go with Phoebe because Phoebe is just like light and airy. And I think like lets you forget about the world, lets you like enjoy a lot of the things that maybe would be unexpected that you wouldn't like remember to enjoy. And then I'm going to go to Chandler because he's funny and I would really uh, appreciate that. I would like to hang out with Monica if she's helping me organize my house. And I know Imagine if she cleaned your house. Yeah. Like I would that would be such a dream. And then Ross can go fuck himself. But if we're going to go there, (laughs) I think, I think if I'm going to go, I'm going to, I don't think Ross is the worst. I just think he's really bad at relationships. And so it's hard for me. He's also just a very centered person. So I feel like the only way we'd be hanging out is like going to a museum. So he can tell me about his life and his passions. I don't think we would share anything. No offense, David Schwimmer. No, David Schwimmer's amazing. Enjoy you as a human. He's an amazing actor and he played that role perfectly. He but did. that doesn't leave the fact that Ross was a very toxic character in the show. They actually did a whole study on like who is the main character Ooh. and it is Ross. And they actually have done studies that the entire show, all of them made sacrifices based on Ross's needs. You could teach a course. I could teach. I thought you were pointing at the door and I was like, who's here? No, I'm just gesturing with my finger. Yeah, I I feel very strongly about that. Okay, someone wanted to know what is the most intimate thing we've done together or talked about. I couldn't think of anything. Oh, I don't know. Do we have like intimate things? Probably. I took underwater photos of you in the pool because we wanted (gasps) to see. I was naked. Yeah, we wanted to see if your camera would go under the water. Yeah, we did underwater nude photos of me when I was pregnant. That's probably the most intimate. And then you told me I had nice boobs, and it was great. You do. Thank you. Okay. This question could cause a rift in marriages. Mm. Who is really the best at Catan between you, me, Shane, and Scott? Who is the best? If we're going by wins, it's Shane. But I, I don't like his game. I don't and like I his don't game. even want to say it out loud because it's just going to give him a bigger head. But he is the best. He's very good at strategy. And Has but he been when playing he's not- the longest? Yeah, I think I've been playing just as long, but, okay, it but let's pretend it's him so that before. we can take that yeah. away from him. It took me 27 plays before I ever won a game. So I have a lot of like losses under For me. For everyone listening, when we play Catan, I don't care if I win. I just want Shane to lose. Yeah. I will team up with Sarah. I will team up with Scott. I will not team up with Shane because a part of me wants him to lose every time. That is not a kind thing about me. I know. Let's be honest about what happens with Catan though. Shane almost always wins. Scott almost always is close to winning. That's He's so always true. like runner up. And you and I take the surprise wins every once in a while. Because I generally have no strategy. Yeah. And I, I go for go the same for strategy every time. And it just depends on how the dice rolls. That's true. I have the exact same strategy. I always go on wheat and ore. And then I hit myself on an ore port or a wheat port. And I double up on cities immediately. And I start cashing out on my own stuff. Yeah, I never sometimes know Sometimes that doing. works out. Sometimes it doesn't. You're the most likely to go for longest road. That's true. That's very true. I usually I usually get that. Okay. If we were to experience a freaky Friday for 24 hours, what yeah. would you do in my body? I already know 100% what I would do in yours. Shall I tell you? <laughs> it's nothing weird. Oh, like- I'm not going to take a look down there. This is what I would do. Okay. I'm in your body. Okay. I would have to leave your house so that none of the kids or Shane suspect a thing. Mm-hmm. I would start Instagramming candy companies. I would be getting free candy delivered to my house. I would use all of your clout and all of your power to get as much candy as I could within that 24 hours delivered to my house. Oh my God. That is my plan. That is what I would do. I think, I really thought we were going a different way with this. I was like, are we having sex with each other's Okay, spouses? we're not swapping like, no, husbands. Okay, just, just clear. That's not fair to them. That's like, they did not consent to that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. If I were in your body for a day, I would 
genuinely just love to tell everybody what I wanted. And that would be just normal behavior. Very demanding. <laughs> be normal. And I could hiss if I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I do hiss at Scott <laughs> when he brings me an incorrect <laughs> snack. I'm not a monster of a wife. I just want to put it out there. I'm a really great person. But I will hiss at someone if they're not doing what I want them to be doing. Ah, <sighs> yeah, you do do that. Okay. Who loves each other more? You and me or Shane and Scott? Sarah. This, I would say you and me, because we do more stuff together. But. But we've never been like, do you want to wake up and watch the sunrise shit? It was a meteor shower they planned to watch together. They also went for like walks during the pandemic a lot. Yeah. They went, well, we also did. Yeah, fair. I love how we said like they went during the pandemic, like it's not still fucking going on. It is. But. I think it's a close tie. I think it is a close tie. I want to say that it was us and they were like this, like they were like this side effect of us, but like they have a pretty close relationship. I would say that they are each other's real life. Like they might have other people they identify as best friends, but I think they're each other's best friends. It is wild to me because when I met you, you were not with Shane. No. And when Scott met Shane, it was like instant friend love. He's they just went like, home and wouldn't stop talking about he it. He went it was home like and he's they like, met a girl. I really like him. Yeah. Like they had, I don't so know. So much it was in weird. common. They had so much in common. Okay. We're moving on to food. Ooh. Our final question. Okay. Okay. Food. Okay. What vegetable is the worst? Carrots. Carrots. I love carrots. Cooked carrots are awful. Is there a worst vegetable? Insider information to Sarah and Shane's wedding. They had the best carrots I have ever had in my life. So much so them. that while Sarah and Shane were on their honeymoon, I attacked Sarah with a bunch of texts about the carrots, telling That's her true, how did. much I loved you them. You took pictures of them and sent I them to me. I loved those carrots. Sarah, that's a wrong answer. The I correct love- answer is zucchini or mushrooms. I don't zucchini care. Zucchini is also pretty gross, but I can handle it. But I do love a raw carrot, just not a cooked one. And don't come for me that a mushroom is not a vegetable. I don't care. Uh, is cereal a soup? No. Cereal is a cereal. Thank you. There's a huge debate about this and I'm very annoyed with it. I know. I've seen it too. It's like the hot dog is a sandwich, but like, I feel like people love to be so black and white about things and like you forget the nuance. Like cereal is a cereal. It is a grain with a milk. It is not like you can't, with a soup, you can substitute so many different types yes. of liquids. You can't really do that with a cereal. And then you could just You say, wouldn't put water on a grain yeah, and you, you can put water in a soup. And then you could just say anything in a liquid is a soup, like ice cubes in water. Also, soup is like kind of defined by being boiled together, simmered together, and that never really happens with cereal. Yeah. I don't like it when people argue that. If they're going to say that, they might as well say yogurt's a soup. Okay. Chocolate bar rankings. And this is going to bother me because I know you have incorrect opinions on chocolate bars. Your Mm -hmm. top five favorite chocolate bars. Wonder Bar is my number one. I know you hate it, but it's the peanut butter. It is the caramel. Right after that, we're going for a Reese peanut butter cup. It is amazing. Next is my childhood favorite, but it's a bit of classic and it is a mint arrow bar. I like it with the green mint inside. If they come back with that milky stuff, I'm not okay. Okay. So far, these are the worst choices, but keep going. And I'm only going for like regular candy bars. So I would say next is a Mars bar. I'm going to finish with a bag of Whoppers. Whoppers, not even Maltesers? Maltesers, sorry. Okay. I just saw Whoppers today. I think it was just in my head. I don't even know what to say. I think you have lost a lot of followers there. I also with that opinion. I also love Junior Junior Mints. Junior Mints. Yeah, that was my movie classic. Oh, oh, oh! I miss Caramel Bar, but they have to be in the freezer. That's also bad. (laughs) Why? What are your top five? You have awful opinions with this. I don't care what anyone says. Score Bar, amazing. Crispy Crunch, amazing. These are teeth sticky things. Did I just say Crispy Crunch? Yeah, you did. That was the second one. Score Crispy Crunch. Mr. Big. Nope. To hate a nut in a, in a Love bar. Love it. Maltesers and Twix. We have one in common. We one can in share. common. This is good for us though. This means when Halloween happens, we don't go for the same shit. That is true. All this of your friendship. incorrect opinions are giving me more chocolate. And this so is why fair. I have chocolate in my freezer for you because they're not the ones I like. Actually, everyone, Sarah does have, I a, have a freezer collection. full of full-size chocolate bars. 
that I can raid every time I come over here to play games. Not even when you come over. Sometimes you just text and you say, do you have an O. Henry's in your freezer? And then you just come over and grab it. First of all, I would never ask for an O. Henry. That's disgusting. (laughs) But I would ask for a Mr. Big. And I have done that. I have sent my children down to Sarah's house. They wait on the porch. She gives them the food and they bring it back to me. I am a great mother and a great friend. Okay, your favorite 1990s snack that is now gone, if any. Mine is 1990s. The, mine I'm is just, like the bubble jug. You know the bubble jug that had the powder they don't have in those it anymore. No, only like this weird sour knockoff brand. I loved a bubble jug. <gasps> okay, well it's from the 90s, but it's it, what if it's still around? If that's okay, fun dip. Oh, I love a fun dip. Fun dip is so good. They need to have at least, I think, three of the sticks in it though. One per I agree because I always I always give in and I eat the stick. I will also say that I was a huge fan. This is why I paused because I wasn't sure if in the 2000s or if it was in the 90s, the chupa chups with the picture on the inside. Oh, I love those. They were really fun. I, don't I love, love the lollipop. cola flavor. And RC cola gum. Yes. And then did you ever have the shark bite gummies? I love those. No. With your love of sharks, you've never I've had it? I've never had one. So it was like a school like gummy treat pack that you could get. And then sometimes in some of the packages, you would get a great white shark. <gasps> I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Okay, oh my thank gosh, you. that just unlocked a memory. Yes, you're right. And the great white shark was always the best. It was the blue one. It was so special. Mm, yeah. Okay. Give me your quintessential holiday meal. All the details like drinks to dessert. What is your quintessential perfect holiday meal? If I'm, okay, so definitely like a good glass of wine. It has to be one that doesn't give me a headache. So I love a smooth red. I would say after that for an app, I always love like a hot dip appetizer. And we're going for like, I have no food allergies here. This is all pretending that that you're not gluten and everything. I can't have, yeah, this is me eating all the food possible. Yes. I'm going to go for like a warm dip of some sort, maybe an artichoke, maybe Mm. a crab dip, something that I'm having would love that. Mm. Then we're going into meal time. I want like good stuffing. And I like, this is where people are going to fall off because I love a stovetop. I don't like stuffing full stop. So I'm just going to go with you. I love a stovetop. I like, even though my mother makes the most amazing stuffing, I just love a stovetop. This I don't ties know what in it though is. with your love of instant mashed potatoes. Truly does. It truly mm-hmm. does. I used to use it back when I didn't have a lot of money and we would bring uh, a like a casserole to somebody's party. I used to make this like broccoli casserole and it was topped with stovetop and it was unreal. One of the best, it was like a can of mushroom soup, which I know doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't, I also hate a mushroom, so I get it. Okay. But the flavor was, it's the flavor you needed mixed with cheese whiz. And then it was frozen broccoli that you saw. So it's like got a bit of a, a not so crunch. And then you cover that sauce onto it and then you put stovetop on it and then you bake it. So honestly, I'd bring that back as a side. That sounds delicious. Okay. And a mashed potato with bacon and cheese, like crisped on the top. Oh, yes. So good. And then I'm going to go with my dad's smoked turkey. Ooh. He does an incredible smoked turkey. And then uh, for dessert, I want a pumpkin cheesecake and a key lime pie. Oh, those are two awful choices, but okay. It's okay. You know why I love the pumpkin cheesecake? Because I like- Why? I like the whipped cream on a cheesecake. It's delicious. Well, yeah, whipped cream with anything is great. Why can't you have a can of whipped cream for dessert? <sighs> you could. You, you like could. the cheesecake? I do like the cheesecake. Mm. I love the pumpkin side of the cheesecake. I also love a pumpkin pie, but you're asking me the hard question. Key lime pie is like the best though. And a butter tart. Okay. I've turned up my nose at your key lime pie. I've never actually had a key lime pie. <gasps> it is very delicious. So I don't actually know. But in my heart, I feel like I don't like that. Okay. What is the highest number of tacos you've ever eaten? Someone really wanted to know that. Four, I think, maybe. Yeah. Not I actually, a lot. If we're talking Taco Bell tacos, I don't yeah. actually like them. I like Fry Supreme. Mm, yeah, that's true. Where we eat at Lorena. Then it's like you get two, three tops. You wouldn't really, and you're full. Like that's too much. That's true. I wouldn't do more than that. Okay, last food question. Mm. Is grilled cheese best dipped in tomato sauce or another soup? I think this is a very misleading question because I like it's it not with ketchup. I, I actually, if I'm having a chilled day where I'm feeling chilled, my favorite thing is grilled cheese and tomato soup. Ooh, do you know what would be good? 
imagine dipping it in a French onion soup <gasps> because that's basically the ingredients within it. I love French onion soup. Me Shane too. makes the most amazing one. Like it is unreal. And well, he, he does makes it, it vegan for you, right? Yeah. And it's still tasty, it which is wild. Because normally you need a beef broth. I'm actually allergic to beef, so I couldn't even have it if I wanted. Yeah. But he, I, I mean, it's gotten better, but essentially I I'm, I'm, couldn't have it make me sick. And he can make it with like a red wine mushroom broth and oh. it somehow tastes the same. Last question. Selfishly, I want to know, what do you love about me? Ooh, I, you know what? I love your randomness. I love that you don't, like, I love that when we can hang out and it can be like, I'm really done at eight o'clock and you're like, okay, bye. And like, that's it. And you're done. And you'll do the same thing. Like if we're hanging out, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Or yes, I do. I love that you love a craft sale with me. It just, I find our friendship very convenient. You're down the road. It always works. We always have a good time. We always laugh you do the most random shit. It's just like, it's just perfect because it fits. It yeah. just is like the perfect fit is it what I'm going to say. Which is weird because I think making friends in the, as an adult is so a very hard. hard thing. We got really, we got really panicked there for a bit though because our friend, our kids are friends and we're like, what if this doesn't work out? Yeah. And it's been like half a decade now and they're still chilling. It's true. I think the thing I love about you is that you are authentic. I think you are what you are and you're not putting on any fronts. Mm. You're really supportive. I've met so many people and every time they ask me, is she as is nice she as legit? she seems? And it's- Everyone yes. says that. I, it's because you're I so pretty. I'm I telling you, imagine, people think you're going to be a bitch. I think, I can't imagine the exhaustion though that would come from putting on a different persona from who you are or the reality of like, what if I'm caught as my real self? A lot of people do that though. I think- for sure. No shame to them. Everyone's just trying to get through life. But a lot of people do feel like they have to put on a front and can't no, be their No, I real think selves. there's a difference though if you're being like, I mean more like if you're a hateful person and you're, you're hiding it or like anything like that or just like genuinely bitchy. Like I think I definitely have like my bitchier moments, but I create safe spaces in order. Like I'll say to my husband, I have something really bitchy to say and I already we don't do. like that I have this feeling, but I need to get it somewhere safe and yeah. like I'll have that moment with him. I think we all have that too. And then one other thing is I think you're actually funnier than you portray yourself to be almost. Like on the podcast, it's mm. like a lot of serious topics. Yeah, you that's can't true. Just that's true. Cracking a joke. You're actually very funny, and I don't see that a lot. That's like, why in I want to be podcast. like, I want to be like a constant guest on like a TV show or like a like a like a round table discussion. Oh, I would love that for you. And I would also love to be truly like on a gossip podcast where I can just sit and give my opinions, yes. but in a really charming way. Yes. Where like nobody can come after me afterwards and be like, that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah. I want to be like anonymous and like just chill on it. Ooh. It'd be so fun. I also want to be truly the gasper on a crime podcast. I love on Crime Junkies where there's the one girl who was like, and then he walked down the road and you're not going to believe what happened. She's like, oh, what? Anybody no. who's listened to Crime Junkies knows exactly what I mean. I can't watch a crime anything like, and you know no. that. No podcasts, no movies, no anything yeah, crime true. related. Sarah, thank you for joining me on my podcast. On my podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. I have many more questions. No, you're done. actually done here. There's not a next week. I am done. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. How long do we go here? Oh my gosh, almost 45 minutes. Taking like your whole day. Perfect. I love this for us. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope those curious questions were worth the wait. I loved the banter and we will be back next week with a guest I'm not sure of yet. So tune in then. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Bye.